Yo. All right. So this is going to be Charfu version of the Feed Companion podcast. And I just wanted to quickly uh, make this episode because it came to me. So um, Putin uh, just attacked Ukraine and that caused um, the markets to drop even more initially, at least. And obviously gold shot up and i've been more so bearish on gold analysis wise because I, I haven't you know I've, I've i know about the economic conditions in the news but i didn't see the technical supporting it and um you know i've been pretty bearish on it i've, I've been talking about how it's going to sell up to 1830 and you know i've been and this was before the it shot up to about 1970 or so the interesting thing though is that since it shot up to 1976 roughly 75 gold is already now as i'm looking at it at this very second the price of gold is about 1904 so that's a lot of pips to have fallen now i haven't really researched into the theories on why it fell that way but even if you were bullish, technically, you would understand that things need to be retraced. But why did this retrace so fast? Um, so th I think that's something that we got to figure out. Um, doesn't mean that this isn't bullish either. But um, I have seen the technicals and I'm, I'm not sure yet that it's for sure bullish still to this point for me. I'm not sure. Um, I do think that bears need to continue to break the 1880 level, which bulls bounced off of. But I, 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 I still think that um, this drop needs to at least be addressed by bulls. So, you know, if you went up to 1970 and you didn't trim anything, you know, that's on you, I guess, right? Um, but anyway, aside from gold... Like I said, I'm I'm I really don't have strong opinions about it. Um and I'll explain what I mean. Now I haven't actively traded in a long time now. It's you know I make trades here and there randomly, but it's been a quite a while since I've really freak you know, day traded, you know, or did anything really where I, I entered into a stock or um currency and planned on getting out even on a swing necessarily um a lot of stocks that i did want to swing after seeing the market conditions i realized it would probably be better just to invest in this damn company um so i haven't really made lately i've been just investing i've been just putting my money into the market for the long term because i can't call the bottom i know a lot of people who trade believe that they will get good enough one day where they'll be able to call the bottom and you know buy things you know i i believe i did that for a long time and i, I really kind of chased my tail so i changed up my approach now and it's not that i wasn't good at doing the frequent stuff but i didn't think that it was worth it for me um, my only goal in life is to be okay. So I'm not going to risk. Because I always said this to people. 
you could have a great year. Like I, I when when COVID first hit, I had a great year. I don't want to give that back. Trying to trade the next year. I'm chilling. You know, I don't want to give that back. For give it back for what too? Um, if you if you, and I truly believe this. The longer you go paying attention to the markets and you're actually understanding and figuring things out and getting better as whether you're technical or not, really, you don't really need to trade every day all the time. You learn how to not to trade. You learn how to stay put in things that it just they make sense. You learn how to outperform, maybe not in this year, but maybe over a three year period. You know, like when everyone was buying those growth stocks and making all that money. Like, if anybody didn't get completely sell out of their positions, they they lost that money for sure, right? Like, all of those, all of these stocks right now, a lot of these stocks are down. I just saw um, a chart where they were showing that there's more stocks at their 52-week low than there was in the dot-com bubble era. Now, I don't know how much that's true, and I don't even know how much is relevant because you know maybe there's more stocks. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm just saying, I think a lot of stuff is very cheap you know someone was saying if you weren't buying facebook at 17 times earnings i mean what are you doing you know so no I, maybe i should clarify they're saying facebook is cheap now compared to what people thought before that's what i meant to say it's like facebook yeah it's falling a lot but y'all was buying this at this price not that long ago and being i was happy about it so all of a sudden now everyone's bearish on facebook that's something that too i might be dead wrong about but i'm buying facebook like the more facebook drops the more i buy it i don't believe that it's bearish i believe this is a moment in time where everyone's ganging up on facebook and then as soon as the wind blows it'd be right back where it was and i could be dead wrong there's a lot of reasons that make sense on why facebook is not like the others a lot of stuff I've seen that makes clear sense, you know, um, with their advertising problems and, you know, it, it, it makes sense. But I just believe that they have a, a, a strong lock on a lot of demographic and they're not going away. And I believe this with their attention to the next generation, which they clearly have shown they have. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about them. Um, at least I feel like it's a good bet. So, um, yeah, that's all I really wanted to really get into. And just uh, kind of want, I wanted to talk about the fact that I'm, I'm not, you know, I really haven't been trading. This isn't a market that makes me want to trade. And I feel like you don't really, I think every trader needs to get to that point where they hit a feeling of like, I don't need to trade. I don't need to, you know, and I'm, I know what I'm doing. You know, even though I've been in the slump too, like I've been I always one thing, whether I'm trading or not, I do analysis all the time. I'm always doing analysis. I could go months without trading and I'm still on my charts doing analysis because I just love the markets. It's a passion of mine. Uh, I like e economics in general. So um, beyond, beyond being a trader, I'm a that's why I, I don't even really like referring to myself as just a trader. I'm a person. Who, who's I'm a grown adult who follows the markets, has investments and cares about those investments. It's my money. I, I have ownership literally 
in these things, right? So I'm not a trader in terms of I'm on the chart. You know, trader, all that stuff has a bad connotation attached to it, right? Um, I'm just a, at, at best, I, if someone asks me, are you a day trader? I go, no, I'm a trader. You know, I can go months in a trade or without one. So, um, and that's kind of what I want this episode to be about in general is just that you don't have to be glued to the market. You don't have to, and you can still probably outperform somebody. Like my logic right now is I don't know where the bottom is. We may be far from it with the way rate hikes are coming. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But I know this. The market is dropping. And the best way to attack a crash, in my opinion, is to layer by that damn thing all the way down. And never put in more than you can, you know, handle. Obviously, I don't really mess with margin too much. So never put in more than you can handle. But in my opinion, layer buying it all the way down. And um, I plan to outperform people that are just kind of picking at every point right now. You know, and I think that's the, the problem with some people who are on the newer side of trading where they still have this mindset of like, I'm going to be the person that can wake up in Hawaii at 6.30 Pacific time and make $10,000 and go back to sleep. Like, that's their mindset they have if they keep trading and getting better, which isn't bad. You know, that's that's good, you know, and it's very possible to do it, um, but it's not likely at all. Um, even if you do it, too, like a lot of people get a year the year after that, every other year maybe, but they have a good year. But you just got to be, I think, um, in the mindset that that's not promised to you. So protect yourself. Um, that's okay to do if you have the, the cash to do it, obviously, right? But just, I think, um, and this is just my opinion on it. I'm not telling nobody else what to do with their life or even instructions out, believe me. I, I just really feel like... Uh, it's something that needs to be said. It's something that it's, it's something that I need to reflect on myself. Is is just where am I at in my trading career? Um, and I'm, I keep asking myself, when are you going to get back? Um, even with gold futures, I haven't really traded gold futures in a while, but I have done analysis on it. Um, and and one thing I've noticed is I'm in a slump. My analysis is is far into a slump. Now, fair to me, I have not been on the charts not nearly as much as i used to maybe that's a function of the fact that i'm not trading in the way i used to but um you know i don't know i think some people need to trade take a break go do something else you should never just be a trader that's that's you know i heard a guy who said he'd been trading 30 years say that every trader needs multiple streams of income but i think the point he was me trying to really hit home was that you got to do something else you got to fund your trading with something else if you can. You got to, it's like, it's just like if you're an investor, you don't put all your investments in one industry, you, you space them out so that when one fails, the other ones keep running. And when those fail, and sometimes you could have so much stuff where if one fails, it activates another. And if the other one fails, it activates, you know, that's where I think 
you should probably be trying to get to. Um, as a trader, you should see yourself, in my opinion, um, as an investor. If you're a trader, you're an investor. You know, you may do it in a different way, but you also need to understand what what is the most, what's the odds and what's the most sustainable way to do this. And um, if you feel like you have the ability to speed it up and go into a futures market or go into the equity market, then that's all well and good. But, you know, this is a market right now that to me is not tradable. It's not worth trading to me. You know, like, <laughs> it's just not, when you look at AMC, Facebook, when you look at what most of these growth stocks have done, I mean, I'm sure there's people who predicted that they would crash and, you know, I'm sure there's people, there's always somebody who predicted whatever. But to me, in general, these markets are way too volatile for me. I like to more so buy and trade in bull markets. And um, I, I just buy stuff I think is low and I trim it as it goes up. Um, but um, yeah, that's the, I haven't made a chart food podcast in quite a while. So I just wanted to make that. Um, aside from that, before I close off this, this is a fee companion um, podcast at this point. Um, but it's featuring chart food. So fee companion is something that one of the main reasons why I haven't been trading as frequently is because I just, I'm focused on different things. I'm focused on gaming now. I'm focused on um, sports. I'm focused on um, um, even an educational platform that I'm trying to push out as well, which um, there's a sports podcast. There's a, there's the educational podcast as well. So um, those are things that I, I I don't just want to be a trader. I want to just build a platforms where I can, um, you know, bring bring knowledge to people, bring bring help people out in any kind of way I can. So that's that's what Fee Campaign is all about. That will be um, where this is featured. And usually, if you all my chart food stuff, you will find Fee Campaign at this point somewhere. So. Um, thanks for listening. This is another episode of the Chart Food Podcast, um, or the Fee Companion Podcast featuring Chart Food, excuse me. Um, and I catch you guys later.